Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Good morning and happy Eve of Halloween. So Eve of the Eve. <laughs> it's the the Eve of All Hallows Eve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eve, Eve. That'll work. Eve's yeah. Eve. There we go. Eve Eve's of Eve. all Eves. <laughs> the Eve of all Eves. <laughs> Welcome to the 2023 Halloween special. We haven't really done a Halloween special in a couple of years, mainly just because we, you know, when we do one, we're kind of, we, we feel, at least on my end, I kind of feel like we've kind of exhausted a lot of things. But then, every now, it's good to, have one where we could just kind of not really not necessarily rehash but just kind of talk about some Halloween movies that came out this year and kind of remind people briefly about them because some of them we've talked about on previous episodes and some are just new enough that we haven't had a chance to talk about and with it being the as we've discussed the eve of all hallows eve some movies of you know some scary movies that if you want to watch them to you know, to uh, gear up for Halloween and everything. We've got you hooked up and we will also tell you where you can find them. So with that being said, happy All Hallows Eve Eve to you, Patrick. How are you? <laughs> Good, Jeff. How are you? <laughs> I'm well caffeinated. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm doing great. Doing great. So what you got going on? What's new? Not too much. You know, today it's a little chilly and, and rainy. Yes. But this past week's been pretty good. I guess the norm, the normal thing has been uneventful. The week kind of kind of yep. dragged a little bit, you know. It seemed to go slower than the past few weeks. But yeah, I I did watch some older. I, wa- I rewatched a few horror movies that I'll discuss mm-hmm. a little later. But yeah, it's been a pretty simple week. Nice. <laughs> Got some. Um, my mom's boyfriend's doing some stuff around the house. Okay. Putting up some new, I guess, wall. Like a little marble look to the, to oh, the wall okay. and yeah, everything, yeah. and uh, so that's been going on in the kitchen. That's about it. Just okay. Haven't been to the movies, but one time this week. Still one more than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I guess I'll talk about it next week because it doesn't quite fit into what we're talking about. But gotcha. I watched Butcher's Crossing with Nicolas Cage. I don't even know that one. Wow. Yeah, that just kind of popped up and like, all right, I'll check it out. <laughs> Such as a Nick Cage movie. Yep. Just pop like the retirement plan apparently is already on. On Redbox, I think. Yeah, and it was like in and out of theater, and that's I was like, I actually wanted to see that one, but I think it was like maybe yeah. a one or one or two weeks, and it was done. Yeah, it was done. One. Yeah, but other just than enough that, for Oscar, just <laughs> enough to get me some Oscar consideration. Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, the plan all along. Yeah, <laughs> that might be this one too. Shoot, <laughs> true story. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but it's been good. Okay, cool. We've had, yeah, kind of chill week. Yeah, no pun. It was actually really nice up until this morning. And mm-hmm. we, yeah, we didn't do much. We did go, I feel like we did stuff like all weekend was just busy. But really, I don't think it really was that busy. Yeah. I've now officially gotten my wife to watch Scream, caught up on the Scream movies. So we've now watched Scream 6. And... Most importantly, 
I finally got her to watch Slother House, which we will talk about. Yeah. Again, well, I've already talked about. You will get to talk about, and we will get to discuss this amazing movie that is available on Hulu. She apps. Well, again, we'll get into that. So she's caught up on all those things that are awesome. And then Saturday, I just felt like we did stuff, but I honestly cannot remember what it is. And that cra- oh, Friday we had our trunk. York and Grayson had their Nashville Krav Maga trunk or treat. That's what we did Friday. And yeah. so we did did ours up in a Barberheimer-esque trunk or treat where it's mainly pink and black. And we tried to get these, they're like paper, They you fold them out and they look like paper balls. Mm-hmm. And so kind of help emulate like explosion or, you know, clouds or whatever. Yeah. And then everything else was like pink, but we also had some black strings hanging down from the car. Ruth made all kinds of awesome uh, decorations, tombstones, and a picture frame thing that you could hold up and have your picture taken, but it's like a Barbie picture frame thing. So it's pretty cool. We had several different trick-or-treaters do that, you know, utilize that, which is really cool. Grayson was roller skating Barbie again, used her heelys for roller skates, which is awesome. York, at least, wore his Barbenheimer shirt. So, again, 12, almost 13, not really feeling the whole trick-or-treating anymore, which is perfectly fine. I was about his age when I kind of phased out of it for a while. Yeah. So I completely understand. And I'm not at all upset or trying to make him, I don't even say make him, you know, try and, I'm not even going to try and encourage him. There we go. To dress up. I'm just going to be like, yeah, man, I get it. About your age. All good. Yeah, but just thankful he agreed to at least wear his Barbenheimer shirt for the occasion. Uh, Ruth dressed up as Doctor Barbie, so she had her scrubs on and like a doctor's like a lab coat or a doctor's coat, mm-hmm. and then had an iron-on Barbie patch. And then I went as Ken, as we all know, I was Ken enough. So, <laughs> and yeah. It was great. We had a great time. I did do kind of a brief Facebook Live to try and get more people to come down. But honestly, the amount of people that were at this trunk or treat compared to last year, like, blew it out of the water. Like, it was crazy. We had, like, I want to say, like, six or eight cars last year. This year, there was, like, 25 or 30. Like, it was ridiculous how many people were were there. And there were people that weren't. And people would. You know, it was great because word kind of got out that we were having it. And then we had a lot more people that weren't even from, from you know, you know, a lot of kids that showed up that weren't even part of Krav Maga. So that was awesome. Yeah, York saw one of his friends from school there that doesn't go to Krav. Oddly, Grayson didn't see any, but because her teacher even sent out, forwarded an email that National Krav Maga put out about the trunk or treat yeah. and sent it to all the parents in case they were interested. So. But it was a great time, great turnout. Everybody had a everybody had a blast. Even York had a good time. Saturday, I don't again. I don't remember much from Saturday other than I worked. <laughs> but you know, it was a good time. And then Sunday, 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 we went to the Music City Multicon, which was just a little, not really Comic Con, but just a different thing. They had. You know, a lot of vendors, and which is kind of why York wanted to go. But they had, like, a huge area set up with various different, like, video game systems. I mean, if you can think of it, they had at least two. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Like, Ataris. They had Ataris. Very, every Nintendo gaming console you could think of. Sega as well. Like, even the Sega console, I didn't realize existed. 
Wow. And we tried playing Double Dragon on it. <laughs> and I was like, one controller worked, the other one not so much. And yes, the game is about as good as the movie. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. one's not holding up. Neither is the movie. Not the didn't movie they, ever well. No, neither. Neither of age well. <laughs> but yeah, it was great. And then, most importantly, almost as if it was a belated birthday gift to my wife, the one and only Danny Trejo was in town. And my wife being a very, very big Danny Trejo fan, and as well as I am, but she, you know, got the package to get autograph eight by ten and a selfie picture, you know, yeah. phone. So they did. So we just kind of stayed back while she had her, you know, had her moment. I guess you could say it's yeah. kind of quiet. He was kind of quiet, you know, didn't really wasn't very super talkative. Granted, it was like, well, like probably almost lunchtime, so man was probably hungry, just ready yeah. to go eat or something. But that you know they. First, take the picture, did one with just her and him, or did a couple with just her and him. And then, basically, he's like, all right, whole family in. I'm like, you sure? Because <laughs> I'm like, usually that's like, you got to pay more for that. And yeah. I didn't want to infringe. Plus, I didn't want to infringe on her moment. So, right. But he had everybody. He's like, yeah, man, come on. In. So we all got in there and all got our picture taken. When I was like, sweet, even better. It's like a two for almost. So, yeah, true. Three for? Three for? Yeah autograph picture picture with her and him and then us so but we had a great fantastical time we went to a q a session with him and later on that day and had a you know some they moderator asked some decent questions he's done just you know i i, I go back to thinking about the documentary too the, you know that i talked about a couple years back yeah some years, at least three years ago and just a phenomenal documentary and just the amount of good that he does that is never really talked about like literally he if he sees somebody trying to move like a refrigerator into a house you know while they're driving by with him and his friends they'll stop holler and say hey do you need some help get out and then help them you know move stuff in and then you know they'll try and they'll try and offer him money and they're like no no we're good thank you though just pay it forward and then they get back in and then they dip out, you know, it's just stuff like that. <clears throat> Him going around to different prisons and having talks about, you know, trying to get out of the cycle, yeah. of, you know, returning back and just trying to do something good with your life and just help people. You know, it's just, and then, <clears throat> you know, they had a couple of people ask some questions and they asked for any more. I mean, other than, Hey, would you like to come and be a guest on our podcast? Other than that question, which I felt probably wasn't the best time for that, <laughs> especially with the especially with the strike going on, there's only so much you can talk about, anyways. Yeah. yeah. He's very limited, I guess is the word for it. So maybe another time. I did get up. So if you think about Danny Trejo, and he's been in the majority of Robert Rodriguez's movies in some small part or big part. I had I was curious. I went, I won't. So I got up and asked him. I said, "Hey, so you've been in a lot of Robert Rodriguez, Robert Rodriguez's movies. What have you noticed? What have you noticed a difference in his directing style? Because when you know, compared to working with adults and making more action movies for adults, to kind of changing that 
style and then have yeah. and then move into kid you know more family friendly movies in which there's still action but it's done differently have you know have you noticed a change in the way he does things and because i was curious because you know directing adults and directing kids is very different plus yeah. tone i mean if you think from dust till dawn or desperado <laughs> or even once upon a time in mexico yeah those are very violent movies to go into spy kids you know, yeah, and you got limited time Charlie as well. Love. Yeah, and just in directing kids is a lot more difficult. You know, has its set. You know, has its own sets of challenges compared to directing adults, and that's where you know how you you, you kind of have to change. And he said, no, he's you know he he tells you what he wants, mm-hmm. and you know it's he's like it's like I hate to say this, but he's kind of like a younger having like an older brother on set. You know, he yeah. just kind of, you guys already know how each other works and how, you know, how each other does things, but he'll tell you what he wants and he treats everybody the same on set. He's like, he could be talking to your lead person like Robert De Niro or Johnny Depp or somebody like that in one of these movies and then go talk to an extra and talk to them the exact same way, showing them the exact same amount of respect. Yeah. And because he recognizes the importance of every single person in the production of the movie. Right. It doesn't matter if it's one of those or if it's spy kids talking to these kids and, and he's able to talk to them in a way that they fully under, you know, that they get it. And, you know, he said, that's not easy to find. That's right. That was my question. That was my answer. They kind of went into a little bit more, but that's most of what I remember from it. So, but yeah, everybody had a great time. Picked up some artwork. Then I got to talking with the guy because he's local. And I was showing him a couple of Yorks from most recent things. And he was, he appeared genuine, genuinely impressed, not like fake impressed, you know, like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's not bad. How old is he? 12? Not bad for a 12 year old, you know, not like that. Yeah. But he was, he was, he seemed generally like, wow, that's really good. Then just curious how old he is. Turns out he actually teaches kids' classes, kids' art classes throughout the week, you know, and very reasonable price, actually almost underpriced the way I would see it. So I brought York over, introduced him, had them talk a little bit. Mm. So we're going to see, we might be signing him up for some art classes because, you know, he's got talent. I would like to see him explore it, try and learn, maybe learn some new things through it. I also, I bought one piece of artwork and then bought two, how to like how to draw body movement book from him and a facial expression book from him for york to you know to use so he seemed york seems interested but it's kind of like you know close oh yeah that's nice would you like to go do that yeah yeah that sounds fun so if i when it comes to close oh yeah that's nice is nothing it's like your generic yeah it looks nice and that's it and then you move on yeah Yeah. but i got it for you would you wear it no probably not See what I mean? You have to always follow specific. Up. Yes, you really have to like delve into that. Yeah, it's nice. It's just kind of yeah, a little generalization. It's like showing me a roller coaster and be all, and I'm like, yeah, it looks nice. Would you go on it? Hell, hell no. No. But you have at it. That's yeah. basically that kind of version. So him saying, yeah, that sounds cool. I'm like, so I've talked to him a little bit, and I talked to his mom a little bit. I'm hoping. I'm wanting her to talk to him because I think he might talk to her a little bit more 
I don't know, maybe she'll just pressure him more <laughs> about, you know, kind of getting an idea. Because if so, he's got, like, this dude's got time, like, after school. And I could just pick him up. His gallery's not too far away from York. Goes to school. I could drop him off and then go get Grayson if I need to or whatever. Yeah. Then come back and get him. I mean, it just, yeah, we'll see. But very busy weekend in that respect. But we everybody had a great time. York loved going to the going to the con, looking at all kinds of different artwork and different vendors, and then obviously playing all the video games, pinball machines, and everything. Yeah. Oh, Grayson got third place in the kids' uh, costume contest as roller roller skating Barbie. And let's see, this kid dressed as Deathstroke one second in this group, which I, I still f- think that's kind of crap. But anyways, a group of three dressed up as the Black Knight, the She's a Witch, and one of the pe- part, people part of uh, King Arthur's group that does the click in the coconuts from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were all three as a group because they were a family. So they let them enter enter in as a group. Wow. The father was King Arthur. The mother, I forgot it was who she was supposed to be. But yeah, they did have one kid. I think he was too old. But he was dressed up as an At-At from Empire Strikes Back. Or I guess it would be Return of the Jedi. One of the short, not a full At-At, the short ones. The two-legged ones. He was dressed as, I forgot what those are called. But it, off the top of my head. But he used it was made out of cardboard boxes, like all yeah. the cardboard. It was really impressive, and I was surprised it was able to stay together. But it's pretty dope. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but yeah, so Grayson got a new Squishmallow pillow because she doesn't have enough of those in her room. <laughs> I'm surprised she has any place to put it. But yeah, so good times. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So we don't really normally we have like we talk trailers and then we'll go into like a future presentation if we have one that we've seen together. And then we kind of go back and forth with this being our 2023 Halloween special. We really just kind of are going to talk about kind of go over some things. But first and foremost, something that we need to talk about because it did come out this past Friday it is technically fits the Halloween movie mold. Yep. And it's something we both watch. So kind of a Halloween special feature presentation. I guess we could go with that. <laughs> Halloween feature. Uh, there you go. Patrick and I both saw Five Nights at Freddy's. I believe we but we both watched it on Peacock. We didn't yes. go to the theater. York was supposed to plan something with his friends and then we'd go see in the theater. That did not happen. So I watched it by myself and then here we are so we're going to preface the preface this as we have never played the game we know nothing about this all i know is just seeing the clothing and the toys and other things in stores i know nothing about this (laughs) property i think like i think my daughter's played some of it but i didn't get a chance to really talk to her about it but um, I wouldn't even I think know where to, like, I don't even know what what system it's on. Like, is it on a gaming system? It's on a it's at a PC. Is it an online game? I think it's on a console. Like I said, I don't I don't know. Like I've seen right. some videos See? where people have streamed it. Like I tried watching it, but it just seems like it's a lot of you're sitting there, cameras moving, and then random uh-huh. jump scares. That's that's about that's about all I could gather okay. from it. So 
when I heard I was going to do a movie, I'm like, from what little bit I know about it, yeah. how are they going to right. turn that into like a movie with characters, with backstories and all that? Right. But I still, I don't know the history of the games. I know there's a lot of them from, right. I think there's a few, like, like at least five or six, maybe. Oh, or, wow. or or maybe like yeah. one game with different expansion packs, kind of like the Sims and whatnot. Yeah. But that's what, yeah, that's... <laughs> Bear, bear, bear information. <laughs> yeah. No, I wonder if it's similar to like Hello Neighbor because we've played that. York's played that one. I don't know. And it seems like it's similar aspects, at least. We're kind of a few jump scares and everything here. All right. So, Five Nights at Freddy's currently in theaters, but also streaming on Peacock is rated PG 13 with a runtime one hour 49 minutes. Didn't seem like it was that long to me. No, I just kind like, of. It seemed like it was pretty good. Just, yeah. Yeah, perfect. Not a lot of dragging, just. No. Always something going on. Right. A troubled security guard begins working at Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. During his first night on the job, he realizes that the night shift won't be so easy to get through. Pretty soon, he will unveil what actually happened at Freddy's. Starring Josh Hutcherson from the Hunger Games franchise. Mm-hmm. Piper Rubio, who just to me looks like Dora the Explorer the entire time. I'm like, hello, Dora. That's all I thought. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Elizabeth Lale as Vanessa. Matthew Lillard as Steve Raglan. Mary Stuart Masterson, who I haven't seen in anything in a minute. So it was great to see her as Aunt Jane. And then, yeah, so interesting cast. I dig it. Directed by Emma Tammy. Written by Scott Cawthorn, based on the video game series Five Nights at Freddy's by, and also Seth Kudebeck. There's like five people on here. And then Emma Tammy, the director, also partially wrote some of the screenplay. And then... Chris Lee Hill screened the story by and Tyler McIntyre screened the story by. So interesting. So yeah, this is, this takes place in the nineties. You think like mid nineties? I mean, it don't show a lot of, a lot of, there's not a lot of tech that they show no. as far as phones. Like, don't, do you have a there's cell no, phone? No, <laughs> no, no smartphones, no cell phones, no smartphones, all really? landline. Huh? So yeah, I, I mean that would make sense because it's supposed to take they place in like '87, I think. Okay. Or the at least it was popular in '87. The the pizza joint closed, I think, in 1987. So they're talking about because they talk about and they talk about this in the trailer too that you know it shut down in the '80s. Yeah. So it's definitely not still in the '80s. So I would say at best it's at least in the mid '90s, somewhere around there. Yeah, because because think- malls are still popular. As we yeah. as we see at the beginning, right? And, and um, malls are still popular, and everybody's using the land lines. True. And then you got this old family restaurant that nowadays would have been torn down, made something else oh, yeah. instead of instead of having, you know, what takes place here going on. Like why mm-hmm. why why waste the resources? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it does start off in the mall. Mike's getting something to eat, and he notices a kid being, you know kind of forcefully grabbed by a man so right. he's thinking it's a kidnapping right. he <laughs> tackles the man and just proceeds to punch him 
but apparently it was nope. a misunderstanding. He he misinterpreted Slightly. what he saw. Yep, and just some kid's dad. <laughs> yeah, like, just, just just a douche douchebag dad. Because <laughs> I was sitting there like, yeah, that's probably his kid. <laughs> but he he really overreacted. Like it's not it's one thing like you Slightly. stop him and say, hey, is this your kid? What's and going then, on? He seems to right, be and then maybe restrain him or whatever, and just yeah. But no, he just no, he straight just up bat wailed. <laughs> I yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> make a wish. Make a wish. <laughs> right. Now answer my questions. Yeah. <laughs> but you know we learned. Why'd you say that name? <laughs> <laughs> but, then, but then we learned a little bit why he reacted that way. Because when he was younger, his brother was kidnapped. So, yes. and he wasn't able to save him. So mm-hmm. when he saw that, it just kind of triggered that memory and it did. just reacted. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then his boss. Like by Matthew Litter just basically said, you know, you got a history of this. We can't do this. Yeah. But instead of firing him, he gives him a real kind of douchebag. Well, and it's I think it's he gotten fired. It's his career counselor. It's the oh, guy yeah. trying to okay. find him a job. Yeah. So and I guess he's just been very problematic <laughs> of that. Yeah. He, short term jobs and here and there. Very limited places to put him. So he got the perfect thing for him, which, you know, he can't do nights. Because he has to take care of his sister. and But he gets put kind of like back against the wall where he has to take the job. <laughs> right, because his aunt, played by Mary Stuart Masterson, his Aunt Jane's trying to get custody of his sister, Abby. Yeah. Because he can't hold a job, you know. Basically, she, as Mike put it, she just wants the monthly check from the state. Yeah. You know, she's just doing it for the money. She doesn't actually want to have her there. And... Yeah, Mary Stuart Masterson plays a amazing evil aunt. <laughs> like yeah. she's just, she's like, why are you trying to make it sound like I'm the crazy one? I'm like, I don't think it's their doing. You're doing pretty good on your own. And her poor lawyer, you just sitting there like, yeah, all these conversations. I shouldn't be listening to this. Right, but right. Just sit down. It's too scared, too timid. No, Donald. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I mean, then you see Mike's relationship with his sister. Like he kind of doesn't want her there, or he they just. He he doesn't know. Basically, he doesn't know what to do with his parent. Right. Because no both of his parents passed away. Both of their well, the mother passed away, and the dad. They didn't really go into like. Did he? He just dipped. Dip out. Left. I think he dipped out. Either he left or he like permanently left. Yeah. <laughs> like he maybe. Yeah, because he, he could handle the loss of his mother. He so he either dipped out and just you know went for a pack of cigarettes and never came back, or yeah. or he uh, you know he committed suicide. It doesn't really. It, then he make a mention that he doesn't know if he's still alive or not, or I might be mixing something else. Yeah, I watched a lot of stuff this weekend. Right, but exactly. um, but yeah, yeah, dad's not there, and it's just Mike and his sister. He's trying to hold down a job, but you know his he's got a temper temperament problem. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I guess with he's doing the best he can, even though he's yeah. still kind of a little heavy handed in some ways. Like well, he's, and he's not. Yeah, and he's not choosing Abby as a priority. Because right. he's still stuck on his brother being kidnapped and trying to rely, trying to recall memories of of the specifics of this vehicle, the person that took him, and trying to, you know, he's focusing more on that, trying to get the details so he can figure out who took him so he can try and find his brother. Meanwhile, yeah. his relationship with his sister is suffering because of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Of course, you got the age difference, and uh, kind of hard for him to connect because he's not yeah. uh, focused on that. And uh, yeah, 
But he, you know, he gets this job where sitting in this old family restaurant that got shut down because some kids started disappearing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the first night there, like to me, I, I don't know. I just, I mean, I, I kind of feel similar to what I do now on this during the day. <laughs> 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 but his main responsibility is to keep people out because <laughs> they're, yeah. they're like squatters and homeless people going in and trying to find a place to stay. And so it's a pretty simple job. You just watch cameras. Make sure nobody gets in the shitting, and you know that's all he knows. <laughs> there's another. There's so, so of course, I, fool, foolishly, foolishly me, trying to evoke logic into this movie, going, okay, so why doesn't he just wait out in his car? If you're just trying to keep people from coming in, yeah, yeah why sure. not? Why not just stay out in your car, walk around the perimeter? And then maybe once an hour, maybe once every couple hours, go inside, check the check the interior, come back out, and stay out in your car. Yeah, bathroom break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, legit. Yeah, seems like it'd be. <laughs> yeah, no just way. keep. But yeah, just, just keep everything locked. But then there wouldn't be a movie. Yeah, movie must happen. <laughs> so, yeah, it was great though. I, I, <laughs> I just. But yeah, so he goes in, he gets your old 80s monitors and whatnot, so he watches the, the, I guess, welcome video almost. Yeah. <laughs> welcome. You're, I'm like, why would you have a welcome video for a specific position and not just for all employees, like an in general? And it had his name this, on the, the tape. This, yeah. <laughs> it's a VHS, so it's, this is definitely yeah. 90s. No yeah. DVD. <laughs> nope. So that's early to mid-90s, because DVDs yeah. didn't come out till like 97. Yeah, that's when I got my first DVD player at three hundred and thirty dollars. Or it could just have it because it got shut down in the eighties. So that could be it too. Yeah, because yeah. everything. Because no. <laughs> that's crazy. Is that the cameras and everything are still up? They're dated, but they're functional. Like they're still they still work. Yeah, we still we still have uh, a, the can't pinpoint the electricity is just a little sketchy. Yeah, yeah. the electricity is just a little sketchy. I'm like, if you're telling me the electricity is just a little sketchy, I'm definitely staying out in my car. And one only come in. Because that yeah. also means then the air and or heat are also not working True. very well. So no, nah, I'll just stay out of my car. I'll be good. I'll go in when need when needed. <laughs> yep. And if I see something, I'll just call the police and let them take care of it. See something, <laughs> say something. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's an observing report. But lucky for Mike, the police come to him. We yep. meet Vanessa, who is the police officer that's assigned to the sign that Freddy Fazbear's is part of her beat. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right, so why do you know so much about this place? And you kind of start wondering that she knows she knows a lot, but doesn't want to tell him anything. I'm like, you know, like a good police officer. <laughs> right. You know he's going to be here all, all night. At least let him know something. Let him know what he's getting right. into. Yeah. But, yeah, she knows too much <laughs> to not say anything yeah. worthwhile for him. Yes. But yeah, so he and Mike, you know, takes medication to help him sleep so he so that he can have this reoccurring dream to keep trying to find clues. And then in doing so, while he falls asleep at Freddy's, he ends up having dreams about these kids that Mm -hmm. now in these dreams and they are kids that have they're apparently the kids that went missing. Yeah. And they're trying to figure out 
he's trying to get them to help him, trying to figure out who took his brother. There are so there's there's a few jump scares because I, I don't want to get too too into this movie because I do want people to watch it. I do think it's actually very well done for a movie that's aimed to try and get your you know your junior high middle school kids to watch it because that's yeah. who this movie's geared towards because that's who's playing the game. I it's got like a twenty four percent rating on Rotten Tomato for critics. But like an 89% rating for audience. Yeah. Which goes, and it won out the box office this weekend. Yeah, it had a like budget. 78 of, million, I think is what it brought in. Yeah, $20 million budget. And I think worldwide it was over 130. Yeah. And then Blumhouse producer said it pretty much made its money back after all of these different signings with, you know, distribution with theater and right. going to Peacock. They made their money back from that. <laughs> so. Yeah. I'm like getting to get another one for sure. Yeah, oh, 110. percent It made, yeah. made yeah, it made his money back several times over. Right. And yeah, I mean it's good. I didn't think it was like well, Tyler texted me this morning about it, and yeah, she said she watched it. She said she thought it could have had a better ending, but it wasn't the worst movie she's seen. But she felt like it could have been a lot scarier. <laughs> and so yeah. yes, I agree with that one. Yeah, and then uh, she said. She hated how it focused more on the security guard rather than the animatronics. Because I guess maybe the yes. game focuses more on that than. Yeah. But yeah, that that was her her, her two cents on it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. So when the the animatronics actually do come to life, I, I guess we never really got far enough of that. Through dealing with that, you you know, with him more and more, he's there. Mm-hmm. Animatronics come to life. These people come in to ransack the the place to kind of get hired to ransack the. Freddy's, they come during the day because Mike won't be there Yeah, to basically show that he needs to get fired from this job because they were hired by the crazy ant mm-hmm. and the animatronics come to life and they, they, they protect this house. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. They got their under armor on and they're ready to protect. It's like, no, yeah. get out. So yeah. these were actually, and unlike, a, you know, most Studios that are using CGI for bringing creatures to life. Jim Henson's Creature Shop was responsible for the creation of the Fazbear animatronics. They're actual animatronic characters that were performed by puppeteers from Jim Henson's company for shots where the characters weren't moving. The puppeteers would control both the head and body movements. In the rare instances where a character would walk or dance, a stunt performer would don the costume while the puppeteers controlled the heads remotely. So, because Foxy's skeletal like structure, he was built as a full body animatronic puppet and performed by Russ Walco, who, along with a group of puppeteers from Jim Henson Company, in shots where Foxy walked, it took as many as six puppeteers to accomplish his full range of movements. Wow. So, yeah, it it was that's pretty cool though. I like the fact that they decided to go the more practical route instead of yeah. trying to do the CGI. And yeah, it, uh, I really I actually enjoyed it. I think when York decides to watch it, he'll end up liking it more than he thinks. Because when the trailer came out, he's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they made a movie of this. This is gonna yeah. be so bad. It's gonna be so cheesy." I go, "So, nope." It, it was actually entertaining. The lighting was done well, I thought. It just added that extra creep element to it. 
the scares were done well. There's a couple of times you kind of had to chuckle like the cupcake. Just yeah, attacking yeah. just makes me laugh. Just makes me laugh. And then, but thought overall, it for what it is, it's. I thought it was good. I was entertained. I would watch it again. Like it's. I don't think it was done haphazardly. I guess you could say. Especially considering it, it, really, it kind of it kind of went you know for that middle school PG thirteen kind of scare where there wasn't like a ton of jump scares, but it was scary enough. Because again, you have to. I think they understood who their demographic was, and I think that goes a long way. Yeah. In, in helping decide what, like how scary and how much you want to show, and how much you want just to have off screen. So it'd I think be, that, be good, that could be why the critics didn't care for it as much. But it's also a, not made for them. <clears throat> yeah, it'd be a good introductory horror movie for younger. Oh. And considering this, that, that, you know, this whole development started in 2015 with Warner Brothers until the rights got, became the new production company in 2017, uh, Blumhouse did. Yeah. And then went through several directors and, you know, just went through a lot of stuff to get to this point, and then it still turns out to be, you know, decent. You know, not not terrible. And then the practical effects kind of helps you. It, it doesn't pull you back from the from from the movie. So if you saw a lot of CGI going on, it would it would take away from from the experience. Whereas the practical effects, you know, keeps you glued in, keeps you tuned in. True story. <clears throat> so going with that as a int- good introductory movie real quick i want you to go ahead and give your put in your two cents on one of my new favorite scary movies slaughterhouse slaughterhouse yeah so originally you know i wasn't sure when i was going to watch it but you know you mentioned at a time where i was kind of ready to watch something scary you know or at least you know yeah so i went ahead and checked it out i guess to refresh it's about Emily, Emily Young, a senior who wants to be elected for her sorority's president, adopts a cute sloth, thinking it can become the new mascot and help her win, which I don't even think she needed the mascot, because no. I think they were ready for something new anyway. Yeah, <laughs> but that just gave her an ex- that just gave everybody else an excuse. Yeah. But, I mean, like you said about the campiness, I like it. It was perfect amount, especially toward the end. And I do yes. wish they kind of leaned a little more into it. Because, like, the, mm-hmm. how it started off, it seemed more like it was going to go for, like, a straight-lace horror movie, give you a little yeah. simple story and whatnot. But then towards the end, it does get kind of, I guess... Silly. Yeah. It does get silly. <laughs> just, Cause, just, that's just the best way to word it. It gets silly. Uh, I mean, he, Sloth is using computer, taking selfies. So, apparently, he's got a social yeah. media page. You know, never know. <laughs> never know what else. But there's one moment when he captures... He gets his hand or his... Three clawed fingers. Yep. On Brianna, who was, I guess, the more popular student mm-hmm. there, and so Emily saves her. But instead of going like out the door she came in, they go to a bathroom and lock themselves in. I'm like, could have just left. So, right. You know, cheesy stuff like that. Like horror movies, people always make these dumb decisions. People always fall in, and it's just, yeah. I mean, it's it's easily, ex- I guess. What's the word I'm looking for? It's easy, it's accessible. Anybody can watch this. Yes. Have a good time with yes. it. Yes. It feels like the old '80s type movies. Yeah. 
with the real kind what, of cheesiness. Oh yeah, and what I love. So Ruth, Ruth goes, wait a minute. How is she? How did she get out of the hospital? And why did she still have her pole with her with her like IV drip or whatever? I go, Ruth, stop asking these questions. Stop asking that question. You just watched a sloth drive a car. Right. And the whole time <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking like the pedals. How how's it reaching the pedals? Don't don't. I'm like I'm like stop <laughs> stop. But then when it stopped at the hospital and the and the officer approaches, first thought is I'm drawing my gun and I'm about to shoot. Yeah. I'm like, who do you think was driving? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, all right. But yeah, just stuff like that. Just kind of over the top type things. Just And it, it's great it, because it's, it, it's entertaining and it's not like, and it doesn't actually have a lot of blood in the movie. No, no. Like there's very little at heart. You, you don't. A lot of violence is off screen when it actually occurs, eventually occurs, eventually. <laughs> Implied violence. <laughs> yes. And which is great because this is something I can show Yorick and it won't be like he'll he'll laugh. It'll be like cocaine bear for him. He'll just laugh. Yeah. And like if we were to watch it and Grayson were to come down, she wouldn't like I don't think it would be like, oh, my God, you know, cover your eyes. It just true. It'll just be silly. But yeah, I, I'm trying to get everybody to watch this, and yet, and it's on Hulu, so there are commercials. But it it hurts it a little bit, just as far as like you're kind of caught up, and then all of a sudden there's a commercial, and you're really enjoying it, and then all of a sudden yeah. it's commercial. It takes away from it a little bit, but I I absolutely just enjoyed it watching it when I originally watched it and watching it on VOD. And without commercials, it was, I just had such a great time, but it is one of those movies that you would like to have a, like a group. That's a good one to have yeah. a group of people together to watch. Yeah. If this had been yeah. either, either a group or if it's been in the theater and you go to a group yeah. of friends and watch it. Yeah. Yes. Or a good crowd of people that yes. kind of gets into it. Yeah. Yes. It's definitely one of those movies. Totally. Yeah. Also, so I want to bring up <clears throat> angry black girl and her monster. Like, yeah. when I talked about it, like, I'm not changing anything I said about it, but I said, like, I couldn't recommend it. I was I was thinking about a lot of people that usually ask me about movies, and I know there's probably a handful that this wouldn't be for them. Mm-hmm. But I also know there's a bigger percentage that people would watch. Okay. So there's some that I couldn't recommend it to because I know it's not, they, but, they, but they would not do their jam. Out. Yeah. yeah. And then there's a few. So it is a, rec- is a, it's a recommendation that I would give just... I couldn't just say generally yes. Everybody a blanket, it. right? Yeah. Not a blanket. Yeah. Yeah, because I was thinking about it afterwards, and I was like, "No, I shouldn't have said that." <laughs> <laughs> no, you should. You went with your instincts. That's fine. <laughs> I was thinking. I was mm-hmm. kind of thinking one-sided on, you know, who would actually check it out. <clears throat> right. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah. So, I checked out for the first time the movie Lights Out. I've had this movie, I don't know how long. <laughs> right. And I, finally, and I finally checked it out. It came out in 2016. PG-13. I watched it. Hour and 21 minute movie. So, like, okay. a really sweet time. Sweet, sweet, sweet pot time. I was on Netflix. <clears throat> but I I bought it on DVD a while back. And I just never checked it out. But it's a horror mystery. And it follows Rebecca. Who must unlock the terror behind her little brother's experiences that once tested her sanity. 
bringing her face to face with the supernatural spirit attached to her to their mother. Mm-hmm. Directed by David F. Sandberg, and it stars Teresa Palmer as Rebecca, Maria Bello as Sophia, <clears throat> Gabriel Bateman as Martin, Billy Burke as Paul, and basically, <clears throat> I'm sorry, short. The mom gets has like some mental health problems, so she gets put into a psych ward where she meets this woman named Diane. They become friends, but Diane dies and her spirit attaches itself to the mom. And so she begins to, you know, talk to her, even though she's not there, nobody can see her. And the her original <clears throat> so was it yeah, she's remarried. So the her current husband's trying to figure out a way to, I guess, separate the two to kind of get rid of this evil and whatnot, but ends up dying in the process. Her son, Martin, becomes aware of what's going on. He's known. And so he has this outburst at school. No, he falls asleep in school and CPS is called. And so the only person in contact is his sister. And so she comes in and CPS wants to take custody of him, basically, or send him back to the mom. Because they're trying to figure out what's going on with the living arrangements, but Rebecca doesn't know because she doesn't live there. So she tries taking him home to to their mom, realizes that's not the best idea, and then she takes him home with her. But then CPS comes seeks her out, says she can't take the son because it's you know against rules, or you know she's breaking the law basically. And I'm like, you know, she tries to take him home. He didn't want to stay, so she said he could stay with her for the night. I don't see nothing wrong with that <laughs> at all. But with this this entity, during the daylight, it can't harm you at all. It only makes its attacks during darkness. So as long as you're in the house full of light, you're good. But once the lights come out, you know, it's, you know, pretty much... It's lights out. Lights out. Yeah. <laughs> um, it does rely heavily on a lot of jump scares. Some yeah. are good, some not quite. But overall, if I'd watched this in the theater, I think I would have liked it a lot. Because it seemed like yeah. a very theater-type movie where big room, dark, and... Yeah. But, you know, watching it from home kind of takes some of the oomph out of it, so to speak. Gotcha. But I thought it was I thought it was still pretty pretty decent for what it was, and I was glad I finally got to watch it. But right it's on Netflix, so if you want to check it out. And it's sweet runtime, hour and twenty minutes. Like that. Yeah. Breeze through. I'm still trying to remember whether or not I've seen this movie or not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That's one of those like, did I watch that? Maybe I did. It's been a long time. Yeah, because I would watch the trailer several times, and yeah. yeah, I'm not quite ready to watch it yet, but then I finally mm-hmm. checked it out yesterday. Yeah, decent experience. Wish I could have checked out in theaters, though. Yeah, I think I did watch it. It's been a very long time, though. Yeah. As you can, as you can see, very memorable. <laughs> but no, it's like... <clears throat> so, real quick, IMDb released their top horror movies of 2023. Now, mind you, it is October 30th, so we are... Not all the way done. So we'll just say these are theirs as of today's date. Number 13, Influencer, which I've never heard of. I may have vaguely heard it. Number 12, Infinity Pool, which God bless you for watching that one. (laughs) Number 11, the The Last Voyage of the Demeter, which I have red boxed. I just didn't have time to watch it before we recorded. So I'll have... I could probably put my two cents on it next week. Um, yeah. And then number 10, The Pope's Exorcist. I finally watched that. I don't think I ever told you I finally watched it. It was It's on one of the 
I think it's on Netflix now too. Yeah, I don't think you liked it. And, <laughs> no, I did not. I, I did not like it at all. <laughs> I mean, because is it's based on a real life person, it's based on Father Amorth, who is the real life priest from that the movie The Exorcist is based on. Yeah. <laughs> it's based on his his work, kind of like making the Conjuring movies. You know, is based on the Warrens' work. <laughs> Yeah. So anyways, yeah, I did not like it. <laughs> I just I was like, this is just this is just fucking stupid. <laughs> the entire time I'm just like I'm glad I was doing laundry while I was watching this movie. But I was like, the podcast How Did This Get Made did a great episode on this. They yeah. liked it far more than I did, but they also realized how ridiculous it is. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit much. <laughs> I would have, I don't even say a more grounded version of it, but I don't know. It just, I didn't like this version. Anyways, next number nine, knock at the cabin. I didn't really think of this as I thought of this movie more of a thriller than a horror movie, I guess, but yeah, you know, it's a end of the world. So type of thing Four horsemen, but that's available on Peacock. Oh, influencer. I'm not sure where you can find it. Infinity pool. I didn't look. Last Voyage of the Demeter, I know, is on Redbox. Pope's Exorcist, you can find on Netflix, I believe. Knock at the Cabin should be on Peacock, I think. Uh, Memory serves me. Infinity Pool's on Hulu. Hulu. Okay, there you go. Thank you. At least now. Uh, It was on Max. (laughs) Gotcha. Number eight, No One Will Save You, which I, I talked about. And, of course, Patrick and I both talked about Knock at the Cabin. Patrick talked about the last voyage of the Demeter as well as infinity pool. So feel free to go back and re-listen to those if you choose to before watching it. No one will save you. It's on Hulu Renfield at number seven on Peacock. We talked about that one. Number six, Megan, Megan on Peacock. I think it was, but it, it, it jumped. Might have to, taken it down. Yeah. They, they put it on something else. I don't know. If it might be prime now. It's on okay. another, it's on another platform. Okay, just IMDb it, and then it'll be on the streaming. Yeah. And then, let's see, number five, Scream 6, which is on Paramount Plus. Number, and we talked about, number four, Evil Dead Rise. That one's on Max, I believe. Yeah, should be. I think that's right. I st- I'm still not going to watch it. <laughs> like, nah, nah, still. Yeah, it's, still yeah, it's on Max. Yep, I'm still good here for that one. <laughs> Patrick watched that one. Number three, Totally Killer, which I just talked about on the previous episode. And it's on Prime. Still highly recommend it. And number two, Saw X or Saw 10, depending on how you want to read that. Yeah. That one's still in theaters, I believe. Yeah. And finally, number one, Talk to Me. A24's Talk to Me, which is available on VOD currently and i'd possibly even still theaters if so probably just got like a late nine o'clock showing if it's still out yeah but i rent i I don't think i've even told you this i rented that one on on itunes and finally watched it and i really liked it that's because it was it was just scary you know like thriller scary not not a slasher yeah 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 because it had my interest It, it definitely so I finally got around to watching that 
and I really, yeah, I, I, I really liked it. I thought it was more creepy than scary. Yeah. My whole thing, if I'm at a party and they bring out this this hand and people start acting like that at the party, one, I'm not doing it. Two, deuces, I'm out. <laughs> Three, I'm, what are you doing at a party? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Why did I? Why did I? Why did I come in? This, this that's one of those uh, introvert moments. Like, yeah, see, I should have stayed yeah. at home. This is, <laughs> I should have. This is what? why I don't come out. <laughs> <laughs> but then, then, then the main character takes it home. Like, all right, that's, well, you brought that's this on yourself. Happened. Literally, yeah. I'm angry to be mad. I can't. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not. <laughs> so how it ended? I'm like, yeah, that's what, that's what happens. <laughs> it's. She, she fucked around. She found out. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's one of those movies like, who are you rooting for in this? Right. I mean, I understand. And so this goes back to that conversation I was, I think I started having with you. I don't remember when, but sometime this month, in which I realized a lot of the themes from the horror movies that I've watched this month have, and then that have come out either this year or at least in the past two years, you know, recent horror movies, is that a lot of it deals with grief. Grief yeah. is the center of these horror movies. And it's and it's the exploration of how you deal with grief and how you overcome that grief and move on past it. And or stay stuck in it. <laughs> right. Stay, and most and that's the problem with or not the problem. And that's the central point of most of these movies is that most of them have not been able to move past it. And so yeah. they wind up in these predicaments, we'll say that, you know, that caused them to go through some things. <laughs> it's a good way to word it and force them to have to deal with the, with their grief and try and move on. Yeah. And I find that fascinating. And I saw an article this morning as I was getting ready that, there was a study done at looking at jump scares and that the, they thought that there would be more of a rise in scary, you know, jump scare movies. But what the study ended up finding out and that in the past year, year or more, there's actually been a decline in jump scares in movies. So that's not what is scaring people is the, you know, things just jumping out at them. It's these, more thematic elements that are making up these horror movies. And I find that really fascinating because, you know, it's, I think it's things like that. You know, when you do studies like this, it helps dictate what the audience is wanting and, you know, the trends and what the audience is wanting. Like we don't need all of that. We just, just make better, just write better stories. True. We don't because yeah, there are mo- now. That's not saying that there isn't a place for those type of movies. Just it, it is interesting that I guess the audiences right now, that's not what they want from, you know, to get scared. Just more write a more thematic story, more relatable, you know, script, and then the terror will come from within. The yeah, fear will it'll come happen. From <laughs> it'll, yeah. it'll 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 merge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I. That's what I found. That's what I found interesting, and that's again just overall what I found as I've been watching these these movies this month. And that that's kind of the overarching theme is that you know just grief and how we deal with it. 
or don't deal with it. But we need to in order to move on. Just real quick for me, I watched The Boogeyman on Hulu. Yeah. Actually like that one. Surprisingly, I didn't think I, I thought I'm not gonna like this. I'm gonna end up turning it off or yeah. but again, it's going to that theory of trying to deal with grief. And yep. I was kinda wanting David Deschmelian to stay in the movie a little bit longer. I thought his role I was hoping his role would be a little bit bigger. But I love Chris Messina as an actor and I mean going all the way back to this movie he did with Jenna Fisher called The Giant Mechanical Man. And I've just loved him ever since. And oddly enough, Jenna Fisher's now husband directed that movie. So Lee Kirk. So it's if you haven't watched it, it's it's a great independent film from Cali early early aughts, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Early to mid aughts. Definitely worth a watch if you can find it right now. But anyways, the Boogeyman I actually liked some good scares in it. Just trying to figure out how they're gonna end it. That was my biggest how do we end this movie? Yeah. <laughs> like how how do we wrap it up? And it's based on a Stephen King short story. And it had some decent scares in it. it is it one I'm gonna watch again? Probably not. But did I would did I enjoy it? Yeah, not bad. Let's meanwhile, I also watched on Hulu, I watched Cobweb. And I thought that was one of the dumbest movies I had watched. Dang. Like it was just I was like, this is just stupid. Like yeah. I, I hate how much I hate this movie. <laughs> it had had promise. Had had it had a good good little story at the beginning, then it just went left. <laughs> yeah. Like in technically it wasn't bad. Like from no. a technical like the way it was shot, the production design was great. I mean, even the acting wasn't bad, but the story was just so freaking stupid that I cannot I I just when it was over, I'm like, I just I can't I, I can't. It's like I hate yeah, it. Like I, was, <laughs> I was so mad. I was like mad that I watched it at that after it ended. I'm just like like I wasn't exactly excited that I was watching it, but I'm like, I'm not going to not finish this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm go, we're just going to we're going to ride it out. Just ride the way and then be like, and then, we, and then me text you. This movie is so fucking stupid. I hate this. <laughs> I hate it so much. Yeah, and, uh, and Kyla watched it the whole time. She's yeah. like, I was trying to figure out what was going on. What was the point yeah. of the story? What's what's the plot? <laughs> like, what's what's yes. going? What, what what it is it? And then you know, like, what is she? I think she said like, yeah, that that was a movie, or or I think I, I may have said that that was that was it was a movie had a, had actors in a script. <laughs> yeah, but so mad. yeah, <laughs> like I hated the parents. Just, I'm like, I mean, why are we job. in still? Why are, and, and why are we in this house? Why does this house look like it's not been worked on since before the up. previous people lived there? Since before the previous people. And what did they do? Like, what were their jobs? I need to know what their jobs were. Like, this poor kid. Yeah, and he just goes to school every day. Like, <laughs> and a substitute, and the freaking substitute teacher. I'm like, man, <laughs> you part timer. Like, you're just you're, a fill in. You're, you're too you're in the ringer. <laughs> yeah, you're too involved for someone that's a ringer. That's just coming in for a, like a week or so. Yeah. Unless you're like one of those substitute teachers that's there for a maternity leave spell, <laughs> then that's different. Oh. But dang, I was so mad with that movie. And then lastly, or two more things and I'll be done. I watched Meg two, which isn't technically a horror movie, but it's a movie that exists. If you like the first one, this is just more of the first one, but even dumber. 
<laughs> but pretty I, much the same, but but tweaked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But tweaked different, you know, couple characters here and there. Yeah, it was just like because I think it is. Yeah, because it's on Max. I need this to be in the same world as Aquaman. I feel like it is. I feel like this is in the same world as Aquaman. Did I ever talk about it? Did I talk about mm-hmm. it? I don't even know. I remember. I, I know remember. I watched it. I don't know if I talked yeah. about it or not. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, <laughs> if I did, it's a thing that exists. Yeah, yeah. It's a I'm Statham not, vehicle. If you need something to watch, it's big dumb fun. You yeah. know, it's like Jason Statham. That's that's really the only reason there you I go. watch it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. And there's just but a lot of just <clears throat> stupid in it. I, I will say for the <laughs> it's most like an part, Expendables movie. It's just big dumb fun. Yeah, at least for the most part, everyone that was able to come back came back. If they didn't die right. in the first one, everybody's back. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, I like that they was able to maintain that consistency. Yes. Like, you know, the little girl, I'm like, is that the same one from the first one? Like, yeah, she's just older. And then one of the people, he upgraded himself. He could swim now. Got his gun. Like, that was the cheesy campiness that I like. <laughs> his character was entertaining. But, but yeah, it's if you like Jason Statham. <laughs> that's the main reason why you're going to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was Meg excellent, but it was or even magnificent but it was it was all right it was there it exists it was there yep <laughs> oh man and then and then lastly a documentary hey i watched the documentary in a minute the devil on trial speaking of the warrens this mm-hmm. is a movie on netflix documentary feature about a boy that gets possessed and like they have audio recordings and stuff like that some crazy shit happens and the Warrens get involved and yeah, great interviews and stuff. Very fascinating. Yeah. Definitely recommend. Definitely will scare you. If you listen to it. Okay. Spooky. <clears throat> so I went back, rewatched hereditary oh and, my. and midsummer. That's our, that's our sweet spot. That's our favorite. And those were the, this is the first time I watched both of them since I originally watched them. So I have a better understanding of hereditary because <laughs> at the end I was like, what did I just watch? But just, yep. I, ha- I have a better, keep. I know what, I know what's going on. Just keep your head inside the car. Yeah. <clears throat> and then like, if you swerve and got a whole left side, no cars are coming. Right. Like, why'd you choose the, yeah. that? And then why did you just go home and go to sleep? <laughs> I mean, I know you were shocked, but if you at least just say, Hey mom, Dang. something happened. Yeah, but but everything worked out like it was supposed to. <laughs> everything that was needing to happen happened just <laughs> by chance, just I, I, I guess irony or yeah, convenience. <laughs> right, a lot of convenience there. But yeah, and I noticed with Ari Aster, his movies, it's like it's gotta have naked people just for just randomly pop yep. up, just just there. <laughs> Why? He's an artist. That's why. <laughs> yep. And then Midsummer. Yep. Christian got what came to him. <laughs> but yeah, if I have a friend that's from from Sweden and invites me to some kind of thing, no thank you. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> if, there, if there's no way out. Exactly. But then I also watched, I rewatched Willy's Wonderland and the Banana Splits movie because they're all similar from... Five Nights at Freddy's, which I think the Banana Splits movie was a byproduct of Five Nights at Freddy from when they were originally going to make it in 2015. And then it also inspired Willy's Wonderland, which also right. deals, all, all of them deal with animatronic animals that 
kill. <laughs> and then um, in Banana Splits, it's more like how in that new Chucky movie, it's a glitch where they kind of go go evil. They, f- they find out that their show's being canceled and just decide to kill people. That's their motivation. But <clears throat> I also finally watched The Thing from 1982, directed by okay. John Carpenter. Um, yes. When I when I watched it, that first scene with the dog, when it starts flipping out, I was just mouth dropped, like, wow, that that's that's creepy. And then in a lot of the scenes, it's not a lot of dialogue, it's just facial expression, reactions, the, uh, just it's no trust among them. It kind of like mm-hmm. a video game Among Us, where they're trying to figure yep. out who's the thing, who's not, the the blood test when <laughs> the thing shoots out of the blood and Yep. That's just that was probably the creepiest movie I watched. Like, and yeah. I watched it twice. I watched it again a week later. And I was like, God, this is just horrible, and I love it. <laughs> and then I watched the 2011 version, which I was like, you know, the only way I'm gonna like this is if this ends where the original started, and it did. So that 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 satisfied me. But I didn't like the heavy reliance on CGI because the first one is practical. All practical. Yep. Scary this one, shit too. And this one, there's practical effects, but they, I think some of it's practical, but then they added some post-production CGI, but then it's a lot of just straight up CGI stuff that's noticeable. But, you know, you get a backstory of what was happening, why at the beginning of the first, of the thing when chasing a dog, shooting it, they have Stormtrooper aim and... You, you <laughs> exactly. Under- <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, this, come on. But... You get a, you know, fills in the gaps on if you had questions on what happened, like why were they chasing the dog, and it's pretty much the same because they do the same blood, t- similar blood tests. Yeah. But they go by what is it the caps on the teeth? Like you can't, oh, thing, yeah. you can't mimic inorganic material. So if you have caps and now you don't, you're the thing. There was a scene on there where there was trying to get somebody to the doctor to get them checked out. And the thing reveals itself, and I'm sitting there thinking, why did you do that? Like, yeah, they're going to land. Somebody's telling them to land, but then they'll leave. Then you just freak out and just... But yeah, the original thing, Russell, <clears throat> Kurt Russell, Keith David, Rufus Brimley, who I didn't recognize because he didn't have glasses. <laughs> it wasn't... It's pre-diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like, everybody just... I don't know. It's just Profit. perfect. Yeah. Like, it just... Yeah. It became my favorite horror movie. Like, at least my top fives immediately. Yeah. I don't know what my other four are, but it's definitely <laughs> it's, it's probably number one right now. Oh, <laughs> but I, I, I maybe maybe I'll have an actual list at some point. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The things on AMC Plus, if you have it, the thing 2011 I think is Paramount. Yeah, Paramount or Max. Okay. Yeah, it's on one of the it's on it's on the stream it's on the streaming platform, but but yeah, okay. the thing. That's just thing one of the just thing, stuff. man. Yeah. And at the end, you're wondering, McCready, Childs, who's the thing? Are either of them the thing? None of them, one of them. Ended it with a good question. Like, never. Um, I don't think we'll ever know the real answer unless somebody yeah. finds Cliff Notes or whatever. Right. But or I've watched Carpenter a few. himself. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's ever said it. But there's a lot of good videos on YouTube with their theories on what they think. And it goes either way. <laughs> like, I, like, all of them... To me, it makes sense. So it can go either way. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's all I watched horror movie was this weekend. That's all this weekend. Well, the yeah. thing was a couple weeks ago, but I watched about four or five 
horror movies. Went back and watched Ooh. some old ones. There you go. Yeah. Speaking of old ones, if you have Peacock, they have a lot of the original Universal Monster movies on there, but they also have a lot of their sequels that you may or may not know about. Some are okay. <laughs> Some, you know, just are what they are. Yeah. So I watched a, a series that I think fits well with, with Halloween. That's on Netflix, The Fall of the House of Usher. If you're an Edgar Allan Poe fan, I highly recommend you watch this series. It is wild. It's done by the same people that do like the House of the oh Lord, the Haunted of Hill House. I think it's what it was called. The show that was on Netflix, and then the Haunted of Bly Manor. It's done by those guys. This show is great. It is wild, but each episode follows a Edgar Allan Poe story. Okay, a different story. So, and it's eight episodes to get ends. The last episode is The Raven, but it's it's a really cool modern day tell you know retelling of those stories, but they made it like a cohesive story, so they all fit together. Okay, so it's pretty yeah. cool. It's it, it's things. not it's 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 definitely not for the younger kids, high school or older for sure. <laughs> it's yeah. yeah, I've heard some good things about it. So I may may get to it at some point. <clears throat> yeah, I, I would. Yeah, you should. It's it's good. Speaking of kids, though, for this year at least, the three that I can recommend are we have a ghost on Netflix, which we have talked about, Zombie Town, which I talked about last week. That's on Hulu, and Monster High Two is on Paramount Plus. I have not watched it. Grayson has watched it a couple of times now, so apparently it's as good as the first or else she probably wouldn't just be watching the first still. But after watching the second one, she went back and watched it a second time already. Like went ahead and just hit restart. So she must really like it or at least like those characters. Yeah. Um, And then she also started watching a series on Netflix called a woke up a vampire. So it's like a, if Netflix made a Disney series, that kind of, and, you know, this girl just wakes up and she has vampire powers and stuff like teeth and flies and moves really fast. But then as the series progresses, there's other kids in school that have different things, abilities as well. Yeah. I'm like, to me, to me, as watching this, I'm like, this seems like this just takes what is happening to her. It makes it less special. I have another like it. Like you know what I mean? Like, there's other people that have similar things, and that's great because then she's able to relate. But at the same time, it's not because it kind of means, to me at least, it came across as like, well, what's happening is like a little bit less special. Like, if you were to take Teen Wolf, take mm-hmm. the movie Teen Wolf, and then after the first, after he, after his first like transformation on the basketball court, he finds out other there's like a Frankenstein. Like one transforms into like a Frankenstein or a, or if Booth turns in or Styles, if Styles turns into Dracula, you know, it's just yeah. it okay. kind of, yeah. lo- you know what I mean? It kind of, to me, it would kind of lose the nuance of it. Yeah. But Grayson cool. likes the show. Grayson likes the show and that's really all that matters. But to me, it just seems like it takes away. The cool thing becomes less cool because it's more common it's, now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, so we just have a different monster high. It's what it looks like. <laughs> it's just, but not everybody, you know, is, you know, has abilities or 
something special. It's just, yeah. Anyways. But yeah, man, I think that's it. That's at least all I got. Of course, you know, definitely recommend watching the classics if you can. I know the Halloween movies are out. Scream movies are on Paramount. Great list of movies on Max as well. And then, of course, again, like I said, the classics are on are on Peacock as well. So Universal Monster Classics are on Peacock as well. So definitely check that. I, of course, will be watching Halloween, if not tonight, tomorrow. And, of course, watching Blair Witch because, yeah, it's my favorite. Yeah. Check it out. I think that's it, man. We are sadly having to end our Rocktober, man. I hate it already. What about fast? It went too fast, unfortunately. But here we are. I mean, that's what happens when you rock Rocktober. It's going to be it's here today, gone tomorrow. It just means Mariah Carey is almost thought out. Mm. <laughs> Hopefully she'll yeah. wait till the end of next month. At least after it Thanksgiving. Won't. Then Nope. Oh, man. It's, yeah. It's, for me, it's not Christmas till I hear the... Temptation Silent Night. Once I hear that, then it's Christmas. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And now December first. It's always <laughs> December one. Then it's to me, it's acceptable. Now, does that mean that as soon as Starbucks or Dutch Bros or when these other places put out their peppermint mocha drinks, I'm going to hold off? No, let's be I'm reasonable. Take. <laughs> yes, that's my basic white girl right there. Is my peppermint mochas. I, you cannot even get a pumpkin spice anything near me. I, it will just go in the trash. Or I'll be like, gross, get that away from me. But peppermint, okay. All right, fine. Kryptonite. So so both versions of the thing are on Peacock. I just now see that. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. And they live. Awesome. And. Yeah. So real quick, though, since, you know, we. Coming out November 3rd, we have Priscilla and The March King's Daughter, movie called Deep Rising. Oh, All Dirt Roads Taste Like Salt. I think that's it. And then following, and then two weeks, not this Friday, but the next Friday, The Marvels yep. and The Hold Up. Let's see. So, just so, in case... Grace is wanting to see the trolls. They have a sneak peek on Saturday, two o'clock show. Oh, okay. So, in case y'all want to check that out early. Yeah, my. If that's the case, it'll be her and her mom. Oh no, wait, she can on Saturday. Saturday, uh, she has her first gymnastics competition. Okay. She'll be to which I won't be there for because I'll be at work. But that's okay. I will be. I'll be live streaming it, <laughs> taking a break during her performances. So, but yeah. Okay. Otherwise, yes, she would be there. Yeah. Cool. Well, hope everybody has a very fun, very safe, and amazing Halloween. Remember, you're never too old to trick or treat. Remember, you also don't need to dress up to trick or treat. And most, most, most importantly, nobody's putting fentanyl or drugs in the candy. That costs money. Drugs cost a lot of money. It's cheaper just to have candy. PSA from your from your friends here at Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. Nobody's putting drugs in your candy. It costs too much. Nobody's yeah. going to waste their drugs. And nobody's going to waste drugs on kids anyways. 
Just saying. Ooh. There, there's a series on Peacock called Wolf Like Me that I finished. Saw the trailer. Saw the trailer. So that throw that in there. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Iowa Fisher, J- Josh Gad, and Edgar Ramirez. So yes. There you go. Easy. Thirty minute episode. Six episodes first season. Seven episodes second season. Burn right through it. Okay. Cool. Yep. There you go. That's our final take. We'll see you in November. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group Parental Advisory Movie Podcast and join in on the fun.